Why do you need to invest in Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in DFS this week? It's time to break it out right here, right now, as we close another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about fantasy, NFL, and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, a researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we've come to the end of a week here, so we're going to give out our prize picks, picks of the week, so stay tuned for that at the end of the show. We're also going to break down some DFS plays that we're interested in investing in here for good return on investment on FanDuel here, so we'll give you all that here to close the week here. A big win so far uh, for the 49ers. All the key 49ers came through that were healthy, except for Brandon Ayuk, who didn't play, but... Pretty good game last night. I think it pretty much went the way we wanted, Michelle. Yeah, George Kittle finally came through. Uh, you know, Matt Barita even scored a touchdown. So if you were desperate and had to play him, it wasn't the worst play. So, yeah, it was not the most exciting game, but at least everyone came out healthy, and that's that's the number one key. Yeah, that's key. And unfortunately, we couldn't use any of those 49ers on the main slate here in DFS. So we'll give you those selections here. A lot of... Uh, high-scoring potential games here. And before we do that, um, this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by GameTime. Create an account and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed at GameTime. All right, Michelle, let's dive right into it at quarterback. Let's reveal your two targets this week in DFS on FanDuel. Yep. So I love Kirk Cousins this week. We talked about him on our ranking show a couple days ago. Listen, he's a top quarterback scorer so far this season. I know it's only been two weeks, but he gets another amazing matchup and he's still only costing you $7,800 compared to like a Patrick Mahomes who's at the top who should be but $9,200 so you're saving a good $1,400 there going with a guy with Kirk Cousins in a game with an over under 54 that's a really nice really high over under for this game against the Chargers no other game has a line over 48 this game's at home Vikings are favored love this matchup for Kirk Cousins and then I'm going with Russell Wilson uh, for my other guy uh, that I'm considering plugging in here if I need to save more money. But he's only $200 cheaper than Kirk Cousins, but he is 12th highest instead of 7th highest cost as Cousins is. But he has the fourth most fantasy points among quarterbacks so far this year. I also, this is the second highest over-under of the week in this game against the Dolphins. I expect Jerry Judy to play more time. I expect the Dolphins to put up points, which means Russell Wilson will have to throw more. So I, I like Russell Wilson if you're not feeling good about Kirk Cousins or maybe you need to save that couple hundred dollars there on FanDuel. Yeah, those are really good picks, Michelle. Kirk Cousins is red hot. The matchup is great. Everything's lining up. This is a pass-heavy team. Chargers have been terrible on the back end, very undisciplined. So I love that call with Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson I've liked this week. I think he's going to be in positions – 
to throw a lot because this Broncos uh, running game and defense are not very good here. So we'll see how that plays out in the Miami, but I do like that. It's a good enough spot here for high volume. Now I'm going to pay up all the way, Michelle, you said about saving money on Patrick Mahomes. If I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes in one week, I think this is the week they've gotten off to a slow start, right? It's not been big Mahomes points that you've been looking for. If you've been waiting, this is why you drafted him as the top quarterback in a lot of leagues. This is the week. I think he can drop the five touchdown game. His one of his games can come here against the Bears. The Bears just don't know what they're doing. Their defensive coordinator just uh, resigned here. They're very confused here. It's a really bad matchup for them everywhere you look on this uh, Bears team. So I think Mahomes just absolutely goes off. And I'll just say, I think if he doesn't get five touchdowns, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm just going to go out and say that. This is how bad this Bears defense is. And look, they're going to keep throwing and put up numbers. It doesn't matter where the game script is. They're just going to absolutely destroy the Bears. Now, the other one, Michelle, it's Desmond Ritter. He's actually not been bad here in uh, points return here. Now, if you're looking at his points, it would be more uh, a two X return at 7,000 on FanDuel against the Lions. But I think he'll do a little bit more than that. This could uh, actually force the Falcons out of their comfort zone with the game script, right? So they have to throw a little bit more to keep up with the Lions. They didn't have to do that in the first two games. They were pretty even. So the road underdogs here. So I think you'll have to run a little bit more, pass a little bit more, do those things here. And they can add up to good points here. And you don't need a lot when he's at 7,000. So he's kind of my cheap play. Again, I'm either going really expensive or really cheap here at quarterback this week. Yeah, I don't know how the Bears are going to stop Patrick Mahomes. Their defense looks like the worst defense in the league, and he should just destroy them. My biggest worry would be that he's done in like the second half early because they're just demolishing the Bears. We'll see if Justin Fields can keep up in points there. Uh, But Desmond Ritter... If you can get three touchdowns out of him on his 10 pass attempt, sure. You you say they're going to pass more. <laughs> Arthur Smith laughs at you for that one. He's like, we're never going to pass. They can be down by 50. They're not going to pass the ball. So, uh, yeah, if he scores touchdowns on his few attempts, he'll be a good play. Moving on to wide receivers. I have a stack here for my first wide receiver. It's Jordan Addison, right? Instead of spending up on Justin Jefferson, who's going to be amazing. So if you have the money to spend up and you want to pay it, fine. But I'm going on the cheaper side here but among these two wide receivers. $6,800 on FanDuel. Going up again against that Chargers uh, team that is allowing their defense is not looking very good. It should be a high scoring game. Jordan Addison's averaging 19 yards per reception has a touchdown in both of his games. And there's still so much room for growth because he's barely played any snaps yet. Right. So hopefully those snaps will keep increasing. My next one's Amari Cooper. It's not because I feel great against about the Browns against the Titans, but his price is really low 27th among wide receivers in the main slate. And he's, he's got 10 targets last week, seven targets in week one and the Titans really good run defense, really bad pass defense. So I expect Watson to throw the ball a lot here. His main guy is Amari Cooper. I expect Cooper to have a big day and maybe he could finally come down with a touchdown with Deshaun Watson. Maybe Watson can throw a touchdown for once in his life. We shall see. And my last guy, Michael Pittman Jr. He's not a a fantasy guy I normally rely on or trust on, but Against this Raiders team with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, I like him this week. $6,700 on FanDuel. And we just saw Gabe Davis put together a nice game against the Raiders. Stephon Diggs caught all seven of his seven targets against the Raiders last week. And Gardner Minshew 
looked to Michael Pittman a lot when he came into the game for Anthony Richardson. He threw the ball to Pittman nine times and just what, not even a full three quarters in that game. So I really like Michael Pittman this week as well. Yeah, I mean, those are really good choices. I really like a Kirk Cousins, a Jordan Addison stack because I can afford more things versus the paying up for Justin Jefferson. The matchup is really good to make some big plays. He's got one of the better corner matchups of the week away from Jefferson. So I really like the Addison call. Now, I have a former Viking. You didn't mention Stefan Diggs. Now, I looked at Stefan Diggs' history from going back to Washington. He loves playing in Washington. It's been a while. He exploded for 13 catches, 164 yards the first time. The second time was more modest, but eight for 78 and a touchdown. So he loves playing in Washington. That was as a Viking. This is his first chance as a Bill. They're going to scheme him open. And the commanders could be playing Emmanuel Forbes, the rookie first-rounder this week. Benjamin St. Juiced is the other corner that he might see a lot of here. So Gabe Davis a little concerned only because of – having a bit of uh, Kendall Fuller. I don't know if it's going to be a big Gabe Davis game. I could still see him making a big play here, but I think Diggs is going to be peppered 10 to 12 targets here as you usually see him get it. And again, he's from the Maryland area, played at Maryland. This is his uh, chance to come home, and he's going to be bummed that his brother Trayvon has torn his ACL and is going to come out and take it out on somebody here, and it's going to be the commander's D. Now, The others, I'm digging deeper, Michelle. I love to dig deep, as you know. And you like this one, so I I can't say this is – I like a a lot of uh, Tank Dell this week. They're actually in a good spot, the uh, Texans and the Jaguars here. So when you look at that, Jaguars are going to contain, I think, Nico Collins this week. You do have very good corner, Tyson Campbell. He's got good size here. So Jaguars have been pretty good, but they're not as good elsewhere. So I think – Jaguars should build a big lead. What's going to be open in the middle of the field, shorter passes, things like that. So I love Tank Dell. High volume ahead. His price is very cheap, Michelle, 5400 He's behind guys such as Miko Hardman and Chase Claypool. This is no respect for Tank Dell. No respect. Nathaniel Dell. Call him Nathaniel. He's going to come through here. And, again, Miko Collins, I don't love the matchup for him as much as I did the first two weeks on the outside. So – Inside a lot of Tank Dell, make a lot of plays. I like him a lot in this uh, matchup, especially with potential for 8 to 10 targets. Somewhere in that range would not surprise me. And here's taking advantage of a injury, potentially. I don't think Jalen Waddle is going to go here. It's not looking good. He's missed a couple practices here. So if that's the case, then you got to look even cheaper at 5200 for River Craycraft. Now, I looked at the numbers here a little bit. He's a guy that is going to be trusted more to line up on the outside. And they have Braxton Berrios, but what will happen here is Berrios will probably be in the slot. They don't use the slot all that much when it's not Tyree Kill. So when you look at that, I know people have also recommended Durham Smythe as well as a pivot here at tight end because if you don't have Waddle, they got to find some other targets right in this game. And you look at Tyree Kill, potentially the speed of Pat Sertain twos on him. So, Got to find some other targets. Craycraft is sneaky. He's been in this uh, 49er-style system for Mike McDaniel for a while. And again, if he gets a touchdown and 80 yards, you're cooking here. That's all you need. And uh, there's a very strong potential of that because he did score in week one. He's going to be more involved. They're just going to pivot to him quickly. And we saw that, right, with the 49er-style offense. They didn't have Brandon Ayuk. They pivoted Juwan Jennings and Ronnie Bell. Bell scores a touchdown. So I think this is a very similar situation to that here this week. So, Craycraft, again, it doesn't 
seem like the juiciest play, but it's going to be effective here for that price point. Yeah, I love that River Craycraft uh, call. Like it, with how cheap he's going right now, yeah. all you need is that one big play, and he's going to be worth it. So I love that, especially if you're paying up for a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Justin Jefferson. You're going to have to find those cheaper plays, and River Craycraft is a really good call there if Jalen Waddle does not go in this game. We're going to get into our favorite running back and tight end uh, DFS plays of the week here in our second segment. But first, we need to hear uh, from a couple of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I will say I'm not just talking about Game Time just because they're a sponsor. I truly love this app. I use them all of the time, especially when I lived in Pittsburgh. I would always go on the app right before the Steelers games, buy tickets, walk over to the stadium. Love, love using this app. I always felt safe using it, and it was super quick. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickers are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. For $20 off, terms do apply. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is also brought to you by DoorDash. Missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. We've all trusted DoorDash to deliver food from our favorite restaurants, and now you can get grocery delivery too. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to twenty, uh, uh, up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer terms do apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum, minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. NFL. Don't forget that code is locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right. Some of these are uh, our favorite DFS running back and tight on plays. There's some guys we mentioned in our running back rankings uh, a couple days ago. My first guy here is Travis Etienne. He's going to be pricey, right? But he should be because he's going to go off against the Texans. He's $8,000 on failed duel but still $1,400 less than Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard. So you're still saving money off of like the top, top guys. But the Texans have allowed a top 10 fantasy running back in six of their last seven games played. The only game they didn't was against the Ravens in week one, and that's because J.K. Dobbins got hurt, right? So he was well on his way to being a top 10 fantasy guy. He was RB20 and only played a little over the first quarter. And then Justin Hill, Justice Hill was RB15. So I love this play for Travis Etienne. I think he demolishes this defense, and he is well worth his cost. And then two lower guys here, Joshua Kelly versus the Vikings. Again, I just want all the pieces of this Chargers-Vikings game. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. Kelly is cheaper because he had such a disappoint, disappointing week against the Titans when we're all expecting good stuff. 
Austin Eckler still not practicing on Thursday. We'll see if he comes back to practice on Friday. But if he misses, we saw Kelly get a ton of snaps, just like we thought he was going to. It was just a super hard matchup. Now against the Vikings, they just got destroyed by DeAndre Swift on the ground for 175 yards last week. I don't think Joshua Kelly quite puts up that performance, but he should do much better than he did in week two. And then you had Patrick Mahomes against the Bears. I'm saying the running back Isaiah Pacheco is also going to have a nice game. He is costing less than guys like Ezekiel Elliott, like Cam Akers this week. Cam Akers might get, what, two snaps? And Isaiah Pacheco is less than him. He did like have that hamstring injury. He missed practice on Wednesday, but he came back to practice on Thursday. So I think he'll be all right. Rashad White was able to just have a good game against the Bears. If Rashad White can do it, anyone can. And yes, I said that <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco is clearly leading this backfield it has the most carries by far. He actually has the most targets too among the chiefs running back. So I think he has a really nice day against this bears defense. Yeah. And I also like all those guys chances to score here. I think Joshua Kelly, that's going to be his ticket. Can he get in the end zone because it's a high scoring game, get an opportunity near the goal line and pop it in. Cause we know Austin Eckler gets those opportunities typically. So we need uh, scoring opportunities as much as possible inside the five for all these teams, and I think that'll happen here. So I could see Isaiah Pacheco and Patrick Mahomes going off I could, because I could see them score six or seven times and they're really setting up nicely against the Bears. So it, it's not a stack that I would recommend because they're not correlated, but again, if that's a little bit of a difference you want to make in your lineup and the to address the Chiefs' backfield instead, go for it. And Travis Etienne, I think, is going to be in a lot of lineups this week, but don't miss out on him. I think this could be one of his bigger games. And an overcorrection from last week as well. Now, I think this next player that I have as the top pick this week is uh, Brees Hall. I think a little bit polarizing. A lot of people are not sure what to do with him. He, of course, tweeted out the four balls from last week. because he was not uh, very happy about his limited usage from Nathaniel Hackett there in the Dallas game. But again, overcorrection tends to help here. The Patriots can give up long runs the way they're built. I think they're better against the pass than the run at this stage early in the season. So again, they're going to give Brees Hall more touches this week. And we know he's also explosive in the passing game. If they can get him there, I think again, the Patriots are going to focus on taking away Garrett Wilson. So that's going to help uh, Brees Hall quite a bit. And I think you'll also see massive volume here because, again, overcorrection, but also Dalvin Cook is not very effective. So I like him at 6400 at that price point. If he was a little bit higher, I might not go for it. But uh, I do like that uh, for Hall, the potential for the big plays. And uh, he's more of a tournament play for me. I think a cash game play at 6600 here against the Broncos is Raheem Mostert. He's healthy. He's looking good. He's putting up numbers. The Broncos run defense. That doesn't look all that great. Allowed a big game to Brian Robinson Jr. at home last week. So I feel good about Mostert while he's healthy. Let's ride with him. Continue to do that. I think he's going to be very productive and probably score again for a third consecutive week here at the 6,600. You can't beat that. And Roshan Johnson I think this is a sneaky game for Roshan Johnson. There's been some rumors that he could take over the backfield. He's at 4,700. So if you get a touchdown, you're almost there to where you need to be just a few more yards with that. And, Michelle, these are some of the running backs that are priced higher than Roshan Johnson. Dario Gunwale, Raheem Blackshear, who was inactive for the Panthers last week, and Mari DeMarcado. He's the backup in... Arizona. So 
He's a guy that we're not even putting on our team. And Rico Dowdle is even priced higher than Roshan Johnson. This is no respect for this guy. He is, I think, the best Bears all-around running back. They've uh, faded Dante Foreman out of this mix. Khalil Herbert has been okay, but the Bears are own too. Want to see what their best guys can do. He's their best pass protector, so he'll be on the field a lot should they be trailing and get those opportunities. So I don't I, I can't believe this pricing here for 4700 This is his breakout game, and I'll take it all day long. Yeah, I don't trust any of the Bears running backs right now until they start running the ball. Like, hopefully we see the Bears start just running the ball. They're not running with anybody, not even Justin Fields, not with Khalil Herbert, not with Roshan Johnson. But – I mean, at this price, it's really hard to ignore it because we know his ceiling could be really high if they're just running the ball. So I, I do like that fine from you. And that is wild that he is less than those guys you named. Uh, Raheem Moster, as long as he's healthy and he keeps getting the workload, you can keep uh, playing him A in just regular fantasy. But then he ends up being a nice uh, DFS play as well because his name is always going to keep him low, right? No one's expecting huge things from Raheem Moster ever. Brees Hall is such a sneaky play this week because – four carries last week. Everyone's so worried. I, I do think if the Jets are smart and they want to win a game, they feed Brees Hall. So love those three picks from you. Moving on to tight end. These aren't pretty picks. They they aren't, but it's Cole Komet, $5,100 against the Chiefs. Tight end 13 costs on the main slate. Listen, Cole Komet leads the Bears in targets and receptions right now during this season. He led them last year as well. Has the second most receiving yards on the team behind only DJ Moore. You just brought up, like, they're going to have to pass more, right, to keep up with the Chiefs. Hopefully they run as well, but we'll we'll see what happens. This could just be an ugly game. But I do expect Cole Komet to be able to put up, you know, six receptions, 50 yards, and hopefully he gets into the touchdown, uh, gets into the end zone in this game. And then a deeper play here, John Bates, commander's tight end against the Bills, so not the best matchup, right, but tight end 29 cost he's going incredibly cheap and uh, logan thomas who is the starting tight end for the commanders he got a concussion last game i expect him to be out sam howell loves himself some tight ends he's targeted tight end on 28.6 percent of his pass attempts this season second highest among all quarterbacks behind only josh jobs he uh logan thomas the starter has 11 targets through two games behind only Jahan dotson on the team uh I would. I wanted to say Cole Turner, but it was John Bates who played more snaps uh, when Logan Thomas went out. So Cole Turner's even a deeper play here if you think it's Cole Turner because we saw that connection with him and Howell in the preseason. But Bates ran more routes, played more snaps than Turner once Logan Thomas went out. So that's why I'm leaning the John Bates way instead of Logan. Uh, uh, Logan. Oh my goodness, Cole Turner. Well, you missed a chance to have two Coles, Cole Komet and Cole Turner. So uh, <laughs> I would have been, that would have been funny. So uh, it's not country music superstar Cole Turner, but it's uh, Downton Abbey character John Bates. And I, I, I like to call him Mr. Bates because that was his name on the show. And yeah, we'll see if he comes through. But yeah, I think they'll have a little game of uh, Rochambeau between him and Cole Turner to see. I get the targets from Sam Howell this week. No, you do. And we'll see how it plays out. But one of them, I figure, is going to have sneaky value in that game against the Bills. So that's a good call, digging a little deep. And sometimes you have to do that. And Durham Smythe, I mentioned, is someone also that's way cheap that you can look at this week with the, the Jalen Wild injury. So always look at injuries. Backups always important here in DFS as well. Now, 
I do have the guys in the same game, Michelle. My two tight ends are from the same game. Now, you could pay up for Travis Kelsey. I would not blame you for that at all this week. This is a good week to do that. Slam Laporta, however, is my target at 5,200. He's my number one here against the Falcons. It's a very good matchup. His role has been uh, just been steady here the first two weeks. I think it's increasing. He just needs that touchdown. I think it comes this week against the Falcons. So 5,200, love that price, gets a touchdown, maybe 50 yards, uh, six catches somewhere there. I think we're good here at Sam Laporta. Now, Kyle Pitts, again, I am saying this is not for the faint of heart. This is for <laughs> people that can say, I'm going to go in on it, and it's a great tournament play, right? I mean, with Desmond Ritter and Kyle Pitts, no one is going to go that direction. I think everyone's going to look. For a reason. No one is well, going that this direction is, for this a reason. Contrarian for a reason, too. Because, again, as we much as much as we think Desmond Ritter is going to throw 10 times, they want to win the game. He's going to have to throw 25 times. It's just going to have to happen because the Lions are going to pick apart this team all over the field. So it also related to one of my uh, – Price pick fix. We'll get into that as well. Why well, I think the Falcons will actually put the ball in the air a little bit more this week. And look, they've heard all the noise. They need to win this game. They need to prove themselves a little bit better here. Uh, no one believes in the Falcons, so I think they need to come out and uh, play Detroit well in this one. I think this is one of the sneaky, higher scoring games. Now we know Chargers Vikings will do that. Chiefs at least on one side against the Bears will happen, but. I think there's going to be points to be had here. A lot of good matchups. I figure the Falcons will also be in the red zone a few times, and Pitts is still going to get targeted down deep there. So, again, this is just total pivot. Again, tournament play. I don't think there's going to be very high ownership at all for Ritter Pitt stack. But if they come through, you can load up elsewhere and look really good, especially at wide receivers. So I like that as a sneaky play this week. And I'd also – if you're if you're a little bit less adventurous and you want to go cash games, I think Goff and Laporta in this game is very good as well. Yeah, love Laporta. Uh, we talked about him a lot. I was going to have him, but I saved him for you because I know you're a big Laporta fan as well. So he's definitely one of my favorite DFS plays this week. Enjoy your three points from Kyle Pitts. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that one. <laughs> I'm going with the Drake London theory that we all didn't want any piece of Drake London last week. Okay, but it's been two years now with Kyle Pitts. At least Drake (laughs) London was getting targeted last year. Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm now I'm very curious to, to watch every Kyle Pitt snap and well now he's going to go off because I've been so mean. (laughs) So we'll see how it plays out, but yeah, uh, we will get uh, rid of uh, this Kyle Pitts discussion just like we did uh, yesterday. We can't with this discussion or at least i can't but uh, we will i promise you he's not part of the prize picks picks of the week here uh speaking of price picks we do have a word from them here before we get into those now we talked about price picks and it's a great place to get in on daily fantasy sports it's really the easiest way to play and it's very simple you just pick two to six players and you just look for more or less than their price picks stat projection, and then you watch your winnings roll in. So if you hit on that, you're good to go. It's the most fun. You can uh, get up to 25 times your money if you hit on all those players. So you just need to get two or more. So you can start with that. You can turn $10 into 250 if you're really great with all your picks here. It's really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. You can also expect quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and sets that are going to make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app for you like it is for everyone else. And 
This week, we'll present those picks for you coming up, so stay tuned right after this break. Again, check it out only at prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Check it out at PrizePicks, PrizePicks.com, and the PrizePicks app. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to close the show and reveal our prize picks, picks of the week. Now, we had some mixed results last week. I think I may have gone 3-0 with mine. I think you had some injury issues with some of your guys, and namely you had Nick Chubb on Monday night. So let's uh, try to give you uh, guys and gals that are watching and listening our prize picks picks to uh, hit on this week, and hopefully we go 6-for-6 six six here. Yeah, so I have three wide receivers. Uh, feeling good about these lines. Jerry Judy, more than 49 and a half receiving yards against the Dolphins. He only had 25 yards in week two in his first game he played this year. Only played 35 snaps. I expect his snap count to go back up to normal, you know, 60, 70 snaps. He hit 50 plus yards in 10 of his last 11 games played last season. And I believe Russell Wilson throws a ton in this matchup. And he's Russell Wilson's favorite target. So I'm going more than 49 and a half for him there. And then Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Chargers, more than 75 and a half receiving yards versus the Vikings. He hit that total in both of the games this season, hit 80 plus yards in five of his last six games in 2022. Vikings have a bad defense still. Keenan Allen is still Justin Herbert's go-to guy. Austin Eckler is going to miss this game most likely again. I don't see a world where he doesn't at least hit 76 receiving yards in this game. And Gabe Davis, I'm going to trust in him in back-to-back weeks. Uh, I, his line right now, more than 40 and a half receiving yards uh, versus the Commanders. I'm throwing away week one, okay? He's against the Jets. I don't care. 32 yards in that game. Last week, he had 92 yards, seven targets. I love this matchup. I know that you said maybe he'll go up against uh, Kyle Fuller, but I do think he'll see a lot of Emmanuel Forbes as well. I I think they just move all these guys all over the place. So uh, I love that matchup against the rookie. We just saw Marvin Mims have two catches of 50-plus yards. We know Gabe Davis is that huge play guy. He can hit this this 41 yards and one one reception, right? So I'm taking more than 41 yards for Gabe Davis. Yeah, that's the one that I like the most because the number is just so low. He doesn't have to do much more than he did in his bad week one to hit that. So yeah. love that for Gabe Davis. Keenan Allen is just a machine here at this rate in this new offense. So that should be pretty easy to hit. And Jerry Judy, look, I'm he's my Kyle Pitts of the week. I'm not so enthused. I know he was hurt last week, but we'll see. I think, again, that number is low enough where I think he should be involved for at least 60 receiving yards at the very least here this week. So, yeah, some of these uh, things about uh, going with these projections and totals is that uh, they don't necessarily have to be fantastic fantasy days. They could be fantasy flops and still hit this total. So that's what I like about uh, some of these that you can look at at price picks and go after. Now, I do not have a wide receiver, so we're going to give you a little bit more diversification here on what you're going to look at. Uh, And I am going with Matthew Stafford on Monday night against the Bengals. I know there's a chance Jake Browning could be on the other side, but what have the Rams done basically, even in the game against the Seahawks where they were in control, a lot of passing. They want to do the old school. We're going to pass a ton and then have a running back score. And that's what old school kind of football is, right? Uh, Pass, 
to score and run to win. And that you look at Matthew Stafford again, 300 yards, easily cleared them the first two weeks. I know this Bengals secondary is not bad, but Puka Nakua and looking Tutu Atwell, they're going to throw a ton in this game. And if Joe Burrow does go, guess what? There's going to be high volume here for Matthew Stafford. So either way, I think 252.5 more is the way to go here with Matthew Stafford. Now, I love Roshan Johnson this week. I think this is not good news for Khalil Herbert. I don't even think you need Roshan Johnson playing because the Bears are reluctant to run the ball. Khalil Herbert, less than 37.5 rushing yards. I just don't think he's going to be on the field that much again. Herbert's not a bad receiver, but Roshan is okay at doing that and also a very good pass protector. So if they get behind, Herbert's not going to be on the field here. So 37.5, I'm going less than that. Hoping my guy Roshan really comes through this weekend. Bijan Robinson, Roshan's teammate from Texas, not rushing. I like him more than 24 and a half receiving yards at Detroit. Now, I think, again, the negative game script's going to be there. He's a very good receiver. They're going to get him involved there. Maybe a little less Tyler Algier in the snaps, but depending on the game script, they're going to get Bijan working. And who do they throw to? Not a lot of Drake London. Not a lot of Kyle Pitts, but they will throw to Bijan quite a bit here. So I think he's going to be involved. He cleared this number right around their last uh, two games here. And they know he's a special receiver. And I think he's going to be motivated. Jameer Gibbs is on the other side. He wants to show he's the most complete back in this class. So I do like that number for him. It's very low to me, 24 and a half. So more on B. John Robinson receiving yards. So I did have a receiving number that we're looking at, but uh, passing and rushing there for you as well. Yeah, that Bijan one is my favorite one of yours. He's just a monster. He's so good on the ground, through the air. It doesn't matter. They should just feed him. I just give him the ball every single play for all I care. Like, he's so fun to watch. What happened to your Noah doing over or doing more or less than for quarterbacks? That's a good point. I did uh, already change. I mean, it was one week. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I felt good about last week not doing it. So I said, okay, let's dive right back in the pool. But I look at I looked at this number and I've said, look, wait a second. The Rams are just throwing, throwing, throwing. This is their offense, and they just have Kyron Williams to get there in the red zone and get some good numbers. They're actually are not running all that effectively. If you look at the numbers, it's below four yards per carry. So it's not like they're dominant rushing attack. They just have a lot of yeah. touchdowns. And they want to throw. And when you're giving Puka Nakua 20 targets and Tutu Atwell is involved, this is what Sean McVay really wants to do. And I think, again, if Burrow goes, I feel even better about this prop. If he doesn't go, I think this is where the Rams kind of attack them anyway this week. So either way, and it's just so low. If it was like 275 or 280, you know, I would not feel so great about it. But 252, that's... uh, a big drop off from what we've seen with the Rams passing volume for the past two weeks. And I don't think that happened. So Stafford, again, if I'm going to count on someone to chuck for a lot of yards (laughs) in this type of situation, it's going to be Matthew Stafford. That's fair. That's fair. I think that closes out our week three preparation. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Good luck in all your uh, games however you're playing in them seasonal dfs all that good stuff and we'll come back with monday and recap the biggest headlines here so thanks for making lockdown fantasy football your first list every day again that's be our next show where we look at what happened hopefully no major injuries some uh, positive things to think about over the headlines here hopefully coming out of this weekend and week three so enjoy the weekend good luck in all your games for lockdown fantasy football this has been benny Iyer, and i'm michelle majuk bye y'all